You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Larson. Find me on Twitter at Cheesehead Talks, also at Lockdown Brewers, and Facebook.com slash Lockdown Brewers as well. It's playoff week. The Brewers and Dodgers getting ready in uh, Los Angeles for the playoffs here, 2020 version. I almost said 2018 version. Isn't that funny? Because that's when they met last time uh, in the NLCS. Ooh. <laughs> that's a series that uh, I don't know if you'd say the Brewers should have won it, even though I kind of feel that way, uh, but they definitely had plenty of opportunities to win it, particularly dropping you know a game out in or a couple games out in in uh, Dodger Stadium and having home field and oh, I went to game six and seven and game one <laughs> in that series. It was great. Being there for Brandon Woodruff's home runoff of Clayton Kershaw, the shock and joy of that was was really fun. Uh, game six was really fun because it was obviously a must win for the Brewers trailing 3-2 and they did to force game seven and then game seven. <laughs> you know, that was tough. Not to relive that series, but uh, you know, conjures memories now. Teams in very different spots this year. The Dodgers, of course, with all three in this wild card series in a very shortened 60-game uh, 2020 season, uh, they have them the ability to host all three. They are a dominant team. They're a very good team that year, too, but they got off to a bad start and only won, what, 91 or 92 regular season games. And uh, the Brewers were the team that, that had the great finish and won, you know, 96 and then, well, 95, and then they beat the Cubs for 96 in Chicago in game 163 and then went on a roll. You remember that? <laughs> Do you remember that? But they're different spots this year. The Brewers enter the playoffs as one of only two major league teams with a losing record to get in. And uh, the odds look very, very long. The odds are stacked. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to talk tomorrow. going to have a crossover episode. And uh, looking forward to that. Jeff Snyder of Locked On Dodgers will join us. We'll do a, a crossover. And uh, get the impression of, of where the Dodgers are at and uh, where the Brewers are at for, for both sides. And kind of, it'd be interesting to... To hear the impression of Dodger fans or Dodger Lockdown podcast hosts, because you know the Brewers are going to do this thing again here in Game One, where they they don't really announce a starting pitcher until just before. Who who's it going to be? I mean, my money right now. Um, that's a good question. My money is still on on Suter uh, to start Game One, and then uh, and probably Lynn Bloom will, will play a role, and Freddie Peralta I think will have enough rest to play a role in the, in that game as well. And uh, Brandon Woodruff will go in game two. Uh, and I think so, you know, getting into it a little bit as far as just the strategy of pitching for the Brewers, uh, I don't I don't see a point in trying to start Brandon Woodruff on short rest when it's you know he's only going to get one turn in the rotation, clearly, in a three-game series. 
And, you know, why why risk putting him out there when he's not at his best? He had this dominant eight-inning performance. He didn't extend his pitch count beyond what, you know, is uncomfortable for him. So I don't think that's an issue. But, you know, why even why even do that? Did you, did you do a bullpen game in game one, see what happens, you know, see if you can cobble together some sort of victory if it happens. And then, and then all of a sudden, Brandon Woodruff going in game two – Gives you a tremendous uh, boost and puts the pressure on the Dodgers. It's not like the Dodgers have crappy pitchers going. The Dodgers are loaded with great pitchers. Walker Bueller in game one, he's good. Clayton Kershaw in game two, Hall of Famer. You know, so okay. And uh, a guy who certainly the Brewers got to in 2018 in game one of, of their uh, you know series, but then he came back to, to pitch well the rest of the way and in fact got the symbolic, if you will, save in a game seven to send the Dodgers to the World Series that year. Okay, I'm done, maybe, flashing back to 2018. But the one thing I'll say is I want to get the perspective from uh, the, the Dodger perspective on tomorrow's show about what they think about the Brewers, you know, doing this thing all the time with the hodgepodge and the not announcing and the coyness. Because I, I don't buy for a second that Craig Council doesn't know who is starting you know, in game one, but he won't announce it. And he won't announce it until just before the game. And does it work? Not really. I mean, you, the Brewers did this with, with Wade Miley. Okay, here's another flashback. In 2018, the Brewers did this with Wade Miley at Dodger Stadium. Remember that? He faced one batter, and then and then Woodruff came on and, uh, and you know, pitched well. But the Dodgers won that game. And the Brewers have kind of done this. I mean, they, they pitched uh, Gio Gonzalez in game one in 2018 for a couple innings, followed by Woodruff. Uh, for a couple of innings, and, and he hit the home run off Kershaw and pitched well. So, you know, I mean, it's how effective is it? I, I don't know that's too effective. I don't know that the Dodgers look at that and, and are too concerned about who will start. I mean, would you be concerned about facing Brent Suter? <laughs> I mean, really. No, I, I don't mean to – Brent Suter's fine. He's a, he's a good pitcher. He's great, you know, teammate. He's very entertaining. He's He's effective. He's done a good job. You know, I, I hope that against this Dodgers lineup, he could give you three scoreless. That'd be freaking awesome. Uh, and maybe either hand directly off to Peralta after that or, or you know, hand off to Josh Lindblom for a, an inning or two and then Peralta. You know, I'm all good with that uh, for a game one strategy. But that's the, you know, the Dodgers aren't looking at that and going, gosh, we're, you know, pissed that they're not announcing their game one starter or it makes a difference. I don't think it makes that much of a difference. You know, really, the whole thing. I mean, when you look at, at this series and, and you know, try to imagine ways in which the Brewers could win it, it it's really just, I think, two things come into play. And, and this is just sort of, anecdotal is not the right word, but this is just sort of a, a hope, hope-filled hope evidence. And and one is just the, the, the fact that anything can happen in a two out of three game series. It, it's, you know, it's not hard or I shouldn't say it's not hard. It happens all the time where uh, teams lose two out of three or, or a crappy team beats a good team in two out of three because that's baseball, and it happens. And the playoffs add a different element to it for sure, uh, you know, and then put the pressure on. And But look, the Dodgers are 43-17. and 17. This is the second item. The first item that gives you hope is, hey, it can happen. <laughs> the second item that gives you hope is 11 times. I actually find this really hard to believe because uh, it, it almost doesn't match up with the record for the Dodgers. 11 times this year, they actually lost two out of three games. I am uh, 
Adam McKelvey wrote that on, on Brewers.com, and I'm really surprised at it. I didn't. Uh, I don't know how that's possible, <laughs> but I guess it happened. Eleven different stretches where they lost two out of three uh, this year. So that gives me hope. That's the two things, you know, and and it's they're not illegitimate. I mean, it can happen in baseball. We're going to see. I would, I would be shocked if we didn't see some upsets, uh, because it's just there's no, you know, the, this this three game series is such a different twist on things in this shortened baseball season. You almost feel like, given the way things have played out, you know, they didn't have to do this. They could have made the first round the best of five. And the second round, the best of five, because who cares? You know, at this point, you could extend the season another two, three days, and it wouldn't be a problem. But you know, you know, I, at the time they did this, it was right away uh, after the season started, and it seemed like half the league was going to miss a bunch of games because of COVID. And so it, this it is is calmed down. The circumstances have evened out. Baseball got a lot better at dealing with. Uh, you know, quarantining and making sure guys were were taking the best precautions, and it's it's worked well so far. It could always change, but it's worked well so far. And so, anyway, that's uh, neither here nor there, I guess. But point is, uh, the Brewers definitely have a, f- a puncher's chance because it's best two out of three. You know, at the end of the day, what will probably end up still doing in the Brewers more than anything uh, is the fact that they just they're showing no signs of being able to hit. You know, they're showing no signs of, of against good competition being able to swing the bats better. It just has not happened. It was showing signs of happening uh, the second to last week of the season when they went on a, a good tear. And that, that really is among a couple, you know, they backed their way into the playoffs. The collapse of the Giants and the Phillies got them in. Uh, but the Brewers put themselves in position to be able to get in because their bats came alive in the second to last week of the season, and they won four straight, and they won five out of seven, I think. But then the last week of the season, you know, they lost those two road series and uh, still found a way to get in. So, okay. Uh, but it, they couldn't hit. They haven't been able to hit for a week now against good teams. You think they're going to be able to hit against the Dodgers? I mean, again... Because of baseball, it could happen, but I, you know, it just doesn't look good uh, from that standpoint, right? That that's ultimately, even if they find a way to piece together pitching here outside of Brandon Woodruff, that's what we're we're talking about. So we'll talk more about this uh, coming up. I've got a, a couple of uh, things to get to as far as the Brewers and again a little bit of, of bad luck here. You know, on the one hand, it's great that they're in the playoffs and and they found a way to get in, and there's some you know, excitement this week. But on the other hand, boy, rough, both on the field and, uh, with the injury situation, rough circumstance, kind of snake bitten here, uh, in the last four or five days of the season. We'll talk about that next. You're locked on Brewers. Rockauto.com. I'm telling you about it. Keep telling you about it. It's a place to go for auto parts. You don't have to make a trip to the auto parts store where you can be kind of overwhelmed by the selection on the shelves and not sure who to talk to or what, you can trust that sort of thing. Well, go to rockauto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Rockauto.com is a place you can shop for auto body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Can't do that in the auto parts store. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Also write lockdown in their how did you hear about us box 
so they know we sent you. That's important. Uh, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. The same professional, same for professionals as for do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same auto parts? That's not the deal. That's not what you should be doing. They also have a great and remarkably easy-to-navigate catalog. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Again, go to rockauto.com and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. All right, so just talking about this too and, and how the season has played out here. You know, Craig Council, I think, and the Brewers did a good job of, of setting things up. You could have had. Corbin Burns, who was uh, in the mix for Cy Young, you know, in the National League, probably before his last start. Uh, you could have had him, and he was on a stretch where he was lights out. And then Woodruff. So you could have had uh, Burns and Woodruff going in game one and two, and that would match what the Dodgers would would bring to the starting, you know, to the mound for starting pitching. And and even with that, of course, it'd still be a long shot that you could win the series, but. But it was that would have been intriguing, right? And and a lot people have been saying about the Brewers, you know, hey, look, uh, from a pitching standpoint, they're set up to give teams headaches in the postseason, and it's true because you could have Burns and Woodruff starting, and then of course you still have uh, Devin Williams and Josh Hader in the late innings. So you could have had games in, in those situations where you could have really had a great pitching strategy throughout the entire game. Not to mention, you know, Willie, Willie, I do it every time. Freddie Peralta. God, I can't believe it. Freddie Peralta is going to be with the Brewers for, you know, what, 10 years because of contract. And I'm going to still be saying Willie Peralta in the year 2025, 26. I mean, it's ridiculous. Anyway, Freddie Peralta, you got him in there uh, as well. So that, that is, uh, you know, formidable. And, and you still don't solve the offensive problem for the Brewers, but it would have been good. And then in the last, you know, Corbin Burns' last start, his back has kind of given, given him problems, and then he has to leave the game, and now he's got an oblique strain. And that probably, I mean, even if the Brewers were to make this you know, miraculous run to the LCS or even the World Series, I don't think you'd even have Corbin Burns back for that because those obliques are just finicky, right? They're, they're very tough injuries, and you can't really push it because it, it'll pop on you. Uh, Brandon Woodruff mixed, missed six weeks last year. Remember that? With an oblique. The Brewers might have been in a better uh, playoff position. They might have won the division. Uh, as hot as they were in September, uh, you know, he he did not. He missed a lot of time there. And so, you know, that's, that's a tough blow. I mean, that's just, you know, terrible timing for an injury. Uh, that, that is really tough to swallow, having him you know, have that happen. I mean, it's kind of lost amidst the Brewers making the playoffs the way they made the playoffs. And, you know, there's not a lot of, I think, hope. There's intrigue, I'm sure, in this series, but there's not a lot of hope. Like, this is our year. I don't think people are thinking that, right? Uh, because you, you you find a way into the playoffs with a losing record. So, meh. But, again, it that that factor with, with Burns is a tough one. I mean, it, you could have really had a an intriguing matchup here. Instead, they're going to have to find a way to piece together, whether it be game one or game two, if if the Brewers for some reason decided to start Woodruff on short rest in game one. You'd still have to cobble together you know, rotation pieces in game two to get you through. So either way, you're missing Burns badly here. And that, that's too bad because I would have loved to have seen Corbin Burns in a playoff scenario for nothing else just to give him some really good experience because uh, there's going to be a lot of expectations. And then Vogelbach. I mean, Daniel Vogelbach, Vogelbach is a huge reason why the Brewers were able to, you know, have any offense whatsoever. Uh, 
uh, and he's been you know a hot hitter. His OPS of what over nine sixty uh, over the stretch of time he's been with the Brewers. In the final regular season game, he's running down to first and is is uh, you know hammer hamstring right tags on him and he's he's limping all of a sudden. Now he's a DH and he's not going to be anything more than a DH. So maybe if he's a little hobbled, he can still hit. And it's not like the guy has tremendous speed. So, you know, we'll see. But they're going to need his bat in the lineup. Uh, so that hurts. And then on the final day, too, Brett Anderson with the blister. I mean, are you kidding me? And that's what really hurt the Brewers in that game. If he had been able to be healthy, he probably pitches better instead of giving up uh, some runs in that, uh, what was it, third inning? And, and you know, the, the blister or second inning, whatever it was, the blister comes. Ugh, right? He has a history of these blisters. And he needs to see a skin specialist or something I don't know and it'd be nice to have him in game three you know if it gets to game three it'd be really nice to at least have Brett Anderson on the mound because I have no idea really what they're going to (laughs) do if this series goes to a game three uh so that's you know the, the bug the injuries I mean just in the last four days three key guys go down for you that is tough you know that's a that's a again as as long shot as it is for the Brewers to win this series all of a sudden, you have these three guys go down, and you're like, what? You know, <laughs> why did this happen? So, uh, look, the deck is stacked. I mean, it, it always was, uh, and we'll talk more specifically about uh, this game as, as we you know do the crossover tomorrow. Uh, I, I sincerely hope the Brewers can stretch it to a game three, and then we'll just see what happens. That'd be that'd be very entertaining. And one aspect, of course, all the pressure's off. The you're just you know the house money. Everybody's been saying that, which you know there's definitely truth in that. I think more for fans than players. I don't think players look at it like oh house money. Who cares? I don't think they're feeling that way. They want to win. You know they're they're competitive. They don't care that they were twenty nine and thirty one. They want to win. So I don't think they're looking at it like that, but I think a lot of fans are. <laughs> you know, if the Brewers can steal a win in one of these two games to start the series and then force a game three, you know, that's pretty entertaining stuff right there. That's fun to go in and see what can happen. So anyway, uh, we'll talk more about it tomorrow on the podcast. We'll have the crossover. Looking forward to getting the Dodger perspective again uh, tomorrow. We'll be uh, joined uh, on the podcast by Jeff Snyder of Locked On Dodgers. So looking forward to that, and we'll have a preview of the series from both perspectives and uh, looking forward to it should be fun so that's tomorrow on the show uh we'll look hey look you're playing baseball in the playoffs and uh, another week to talk about baseball at least and barring the shocking event that the brewers win the series it's at least another week before you have to shut baseball down uh, as a brewer fan and move on to other things for the offseason so Uh, We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Looking forward to it when we deliver your daily Brewers fix of Brewers baseball right here on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.